Hi, this is Dana Stevens, Slate's movie critic, and I'm here with the Slate spoiler special on Notes on a Scandal. Now, remember, uh, spoiler special is the feature where we ruthlessly spoil the secrets of a current movie. So if you haven't seen Notes on a Scandal yet and you want to see it, you might want to save this to listen to uh, till after you've seen the movie. So joining me from D.C. is Tim Noah, who's a senior writer at Slate. Hi, Tim. Hello. And uh, the idea for this spoiler podcast came about because Tim wrote me an email the other day excitedly saying, have you seen Notes on a Scandal yet? It's great. You've got to see it. And I wrote him back saying, just saw it, hated it. What did you like about it? So that's what we're here to bash out together. And it's not that often that I talk with someone who has so different a feeling about a movie than I do. So I'm interested to hear, Tim, what did you like about the movie and why would you recommend it to people? Uh, I love the opportunity to see the world through the eyes of this really awful woman played by Judy Dench. And I, I thought it was just a brilliant performance by Dench. Do you want to just um, quickly outline why and how Judy Dench's character is an awful woman? Ostensibly, this movie is about a school teacher who has a love affair with her 15-year-old student. But in fact, you realize as you're watching the movie that what the movie is really about is how this affair and a colleague's knowledge of this affair play into the strange motives of this colleague, a teacher named uh, Barbara Covet, played by Judy Dench, who's kind of this Venus flytrap. She's, she's kind of waiting for this flaky uh, woman to kind of uh, wander into her Venus flytrap and close shut. And, and so it's, uh, she's a very creepy character, and it takes you a little while to figure that out. And I liked that uh, the voice gradually shifts from first being kind of tart to then being uh, kind of mean and finally to being, you realize, very crazy. Right. I mean, I was, I was mentioning earlier that I think that what the, uh, the voiceover narration tries to do in this movie, which for me doesn't work at all, is to capture what must have been an unreliable narrator structure in the novel that it's based on uh, by Zoe Heller. You hear Judy Dench at the beginning tossing off these kind of tart, you know, very Judy Dench-like or, you know, very British class observations about this wealthy, young, younger teacher at her school played by Kate Blanchett. And, you know, you're sort of led to believe that what Judy Dench says goes, that she has this very sharp eye and a tart tongue, like you say, and that she's making these wry sociological observations and that she knows what's up with Kate Blanchett. And very slowly, but in sort of strange, unexpected jumps throughout the course of the movie, this voiceover narration starts to be more and more untrustworthy. You're not sure if Judy Dench is telling the truth or lying. You're not sure if she's lying to herself about herself. And then finally, at the end, you are not sure if she's crazy or not and start to suspect, as you say, that she, she is crazy and not only crazy, but malevolent and kind of laying these traps for, for young women. And in, sense, in the sense that she's a, it's never come right out and said that she's a sublimated lesbian who's, you know, falls in love serially with all these young women and ruins their lives. Um, I, felt, I actually felt that the uncertainties that you describe weren't uncertainties, that you, you get new information and you revise your opinion of her, but in looking back on what uh, you knew about her before, you realize that it all fits. When she's just being tart, you, you realize retrospectively she's, she actually was being mean. And when she's being mean, you realize retrospectively that she's got this completely out of control hostility at one pole and this desperate, desperate uh, loneliness and neediness at the other pole. Um, so I feel like her character does reveal itself. I, I didn't have a lot of questions about her. The only real question I had was the nature of her attraction. Are we supposed to think she is a lesbian or are we supposed to think she is this 
desperately, pathologically lonely woman. I'm not sure it matters, but I was wondering if you had any thoughts about that. I don't know. You know, this this seems so retro to me, this story. Maybe part of why, you know, the movie, in spite of a really wonderful central performance by Judy Dench, and a really good ones as well by Kate Blanchett and, and Bill Nye in smaller roles, one of the reasons it left me so cold is that the, the sexual politics seemed very, very retro. It made it seem as if it was almost like the children's hour, you know, that Lillian Hellman play that was made into a movie in the 50s where lesbianism is such an unspeakable possible outcome to the plot that you know, it can never really be mentioned. It's just some sort of absolute evil that lies outside the uh, movie itself. I disagree. Itself. It is mentioned, actually. Where there's a scene where she's with her sister, and her sister, you know, asks, you know, whatever happened to your other friend? And her sister is under the uh, misapprehension that um, this other woman that uh, uh, Judy Dench used to talk about was her gay lover. And she talks about that relationship quite approvingly. I thought that, that, that the irony there is that she thinks that this was a loving relationship, but in fact what it was, was a, a crazy relationship. Where uh, Judy Dench simply stalked the other woman, and the other woman was never any real part of her life at all. Right. I didn't feel any, any uh, vibe of disapproval about, about gay relationships per se. It's not so much that the movie disapproves of gay relationships. I just felt that it didn't... No, no, it's not that. It's not a homophobic movie by any means. And, and there is the sister's comment partway through, so there's a recognition of the possibility of a gay relationship. But it still seemed to me structured, almost like a horror movie, you know, and at the end, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised at all if, you know, some lesbian or gay activist groups found this movie kind of offensive because the idea, I mean, almost as in one of those sexually paranoid 90s thrillers like Basic Instinct was that, you know, the, the, the gay woman was capable of anything. She's a very scary character and, and her scariness comes precisely from this neediness and love. I mean, this all sounds like it could work really well on paper, but I actually did feel like you know, the movie was high, it worked as high camp for me in a way that she was sort of the crazy lesbian bitch. But I never really felt that I got to the bottom of her, her character or anyone's character for that matter. I mean, I was just midway through the movie when you start to lose faith in, in Judy Dench's character. I felt like I was just wandering in the land of lost motivations. I didn't get why Kate Blanchett was having the affair she was having, why her marriage with Bill Nye, which is portrayed at the beginning of the movie as fairly happy and stable, why it so suddenly fell apart for this young boy. And I just felt there wasn't enough substance there and that something had been too quickly, you know, the, the script had somehow been too quickly formulated from a novel that maybe had much richer motivations that I didn't get. Well, I actually thought with uh, Judy Dench, I guess where I disagree with you is, is that her craziness, there is no obvious sexual component to her craziness. She's not, you know, checking out Kate Blanchett and saying, wow, what a hottie. She's, it's, it is this very sort of scary loneliness, and that comes across in her hysteria over the death of her cat. And there's that wonderful scene where her cat has died, and Kate Blanchett, who plays a character called Sheba, all the names in the movie are, um, they're kind of like Evelyn Waugh names. They are uh, fairly blunt in, in suggesting uh, antecedents. Their character's moral valence. Right. She's Bathsheba, the, the, the biblical uh, adulteress. But, but um, anyway, there's this great scene where they're, uh, she's trying to stop Sheba from going to a performance at the school of her son who has Down syndrome so that she will instead go with her to bury her cat. And it's this wonderful scene where, where both the audience and Kate Blanchett realize just how crazy uh, the Judy Dench character is. And it's not sexual hunger that she's expressing. It's just this awful, awful loneliness and this awful desperate need for comfort. So I, I guess I didn't, I didn't catch a, a, uh, a swipe at 
lesbianism there. And again, I, I think you could read it in a way where, where uh, Judy Dench is not a lesbian at all. She is just this profoundly, crazily, scarily lonely person. Yeah, that cat scene really was absolutely wonderful. You you see Kate Blanchett, who you've grown to really dislike, I did anyway over the course of the movie, just in this terrible situation where she's torn between two kind of absolute moral demands on her and, you know, has to has to axe one of them and, and decide for the other one. You're kind of starting to resell me on the movie now that you talk about it. You're persuading me that this Notes on a Scandal was actually the movie I wanted it to be and not the movie I saw when I sat down <laughs> to watch it. <laughs> because it sounds so great on paper, right? A great cast and a really juicy story. And uh, and somehow for me, I just I just always felt that the emotions were hollow and I couldn't quite get there. But, you know, that's what movie conversation is all about. Maybe I'm going to see it again, and, and I'll see a completely different movie this time. Uh, um, I will agree that the the last scene is, it is a classic horror movie scene, where the one victim, Kate Blanchett, has been shipped off to jail because she's been exposed for uh, having sex with uh, a student, and uh, Judy Dench is sitting on a park bench with her new victim, and it's, it's a little campy. And um, I kind of enjoyed the campiness of it, but I could see where it might get on your nerves, since it's oh, it very is. classic monster movie ending. It's over, or is it right? And then right, you see right. another monster peering around the horizon. There was also a huge implausibility. We should wrap this up soon, but there was a huge implausibility in that last sequence on the park bench when Judy Dench starts to, you know, weave her spider's web around another young woman. Which is that, according to the movie itself and this big montage we've just seen, she's been the object of this huge publicity barrage. You know, with this with this sex scandal that's just happened. And, you know, you would think that her, after her face is plastered all over the papers that, you know, it might not be so easy for her to sidle up to someone on a public park bench and start this conversation. You know, but maybe years are supposed to have passed. It wasn't quite clear to me at the end. Nobody reads the newspaper anymore. Right. <laughs> anyway, Tim, thanks a lot for um, for coming in and helping to maybe at least try to change my mind about Notes on a Scandal. Um, you would recommend it to people listening to the podcast? I would recommend it. And uh, Dana would not. And I guess one thing we conclude is that you will probably either love it or hate it. Well, maybe it's worth seeing it just to fight with your friends about it, right? (laughs) So thanks a lot, Tim, for joining me for this Slate spoiler special. Thank you, Dana. For Slate.com, I'm Dana Stevens. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. (gasps) No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.